0: right so we finished earthbound beginnings uh or mother as it's known in japan um and i guess we're skipping earthbound since you and i have both played that now uh, you had your whole series series on that bookworm games um check yeah. it out but that i feel like that's been talked about um enough online uh so that's why we are just skipping right ahead to mother three
1: yeah yeah, I think it's it's been a little while since I played Earthbound, but it's still pretty much imprinted on my brain. And I remember enough of it that uh, if there are any references to it, I think I'll pick up on them. And, well, I don't know. I mean, when you first start this game, it, uh, it definitely is pulling some of the, like, mechanics and um, just, like, interface from Earthbound. Um, and it's leaning on some of the... Um, you know, just the feel of the game, uh, at least for me, I thought. Uh, what about you? What were your impressions as you started up? Because this is the first time you played it, right? Yeah,
0: so um I had started it uh maybe a year ago, sometime in the pandemic. But I had only gotten to the part where you take control of Flint. So that's, what, maybe 15, 20 minutes into the game. <laughs> it's nothing, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I restarted it, but that's about as far as I've gotten. Um I do know... I've tried my best to avoid spoilers. I do know one thing that, that happens. Um, but I think maybe you learned that early on. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely got earthbound, um, feels just from the opening, you know, you name your characters this time. They actually kind of have a background and they're doing weird animations and stuff like that, but you have the same, um, pick, pick your name, pick, pick your favorite food. Um, Name your dog uh, Boney. Right. (laughs) Right. Kind of a weird name. Or is it Bunny? Because it's, you know, it's spelled the same way as
1: honey. Interesting. Yeah, that was uh, something that I was looking at. There's some translation notes, right? So, one thing that's weird about this game is it never got an official release uh, in English translation. Yes. Um, Although it's like objectively like a really good game and part of a very popular you know, series slash sequel to a, you know, cult classic. Well, however you look at it, like, it makes no sense. Um, I mean, when, but... you, when
0: Terry Crews is tweeting that you should localize Mother 3, um, <laughs> I, I don't know how you can refuse that kind of endorsement.
1: Um, oh, my gosh, I know. Uh, it's uh, it's something that the translator points out, um, that their names, uh, the characters' names, all have, like meanings or at least associations and this is pretty interesting so lucas and klaus um their names those are the twins that their default names uh they come from a book called the notebook um that was uh published in french originally but has been translated into english um so that's on my reading list now um okay and a uh a, like a basic meaning of flint's name seems to be like related to uh, the f- the kind of gun, like a flint uh, lock gun. Interesting. And then, yeah, or a match, match lock or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and then Hinawa's name, the, the, the mother character here, um, is apparently like another kind of gun, like an old-fashioned uh, gun of some kind. Interesting. Um, and so Boney, you know, if you look at the like the meanings possible for that name... It could be related to, like, a bonfire is what the translator offered. But, I mean, it makes more sense that it would just be, like, the kind of thing a dog likes to chew on, I I would think. So I don't don't know. Anyway, um, could kind of go down a rabbit hole with all that. But um, it's weird to me that they all have just one don't care option also, right? Like, instead of toggling through a bunch of different names, if you say don't care uh, over and over, it's still just the same default names. Uh, whereas like your food and your favorite thing can be lots of different things if you say don't care more than once. Um, so it's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. So, like they're canonical names. Yeah.
0: You know, I hadn't even tried to do the don't care more than once. I just kind of did the default like once and then yeah. just because I don't know the names I come up with are stupid. Um, so I just figured I'd just say whatever the game tells me it is. Um but that's interesting. I, I did not realize. Um, for a second, I thought you were talking about the Notebook, uh, the movie with Ryan Gosling and and Rachel McAdams.
1: Um, not the romance in... one. No.
0: Oh, okay, I was I was a little worried. I was like, I don't remember Klaus and Lucas in that movie. I've seen it quite a few um, times.
1: Uh, oh man, um, it's it's like a apparently a pretty dark story, and apparently it's part of a trilogy. Also, like the author went on to write a couple more, and so. Um, I'm not sure what the intention there is other than like, it's kind of fun that the twins are sort of opposites and their names are like acronyms of each other. Right. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. No. And I think this is the second instance of there being twins in this series. Weren't, uh, is it Mimi and Minnie
1: in earthbound beginnings? Right. Yeah. That's a good, good point. Um, I, I And they're kind of just like a duplication of each other. Like, they don't seem to have different personalities, as far as I could tell. Right. Uh, whereas this is definitely doing like a, a good twin, evil twin kind of thing uh, is set up here pretty early.
0: Yeah. And so um, I guess another thing I wanted to, to mention is before we even get started, before you even get to the character kind of naming screen is, you know, you have this Mother 3 and it's kind of metallic with
1: yeah.
0: wooden portions of it, so it's kind of like a combination, I guess, of the, the modern um, and, and the natural or the supernatural. Um, I don't For sure. I don't think that there was any reference to Gygas or you know who the antagonist of this was at the very beginning, was there? Um, in Earthbound they had mm-hmm. you know the war on Gygas at the beginning, so you, you kind of knew um, right. ultimately what the game is going to be about.
1: Right. No, I don't think there's any screen or anything that shows you, um, you know, again, like, that Earthbound, War on Giygas, makes it really clear that it's a sequel to Mother, right? Like, if you know what Mother's about, then um, you have a pretty clear sense that this is like Giygas Strikes Back sort of feel. Um, Whereas Mother Mm -hmm. 3 doesn't make any direct reference to the previous game's Right up front, in that way, it doesn't have a subtitle, as far as I know, um, the way that Mother Two did, um, and so yeah, that like metallic and wooden thing um, seems to be like a real departure, actually, uh, and it it gets picked up, you know, within the game as you get to like one of your first bosses is like this reconstructed caribou, I think, right? Yes. And so it's like this like unholy combination <laughs> of um, you know cyborg and and Living creature, you know, so.
0: yeah, which is something not like not something that we saw in the other two games, right? I mean, animals, I so. maybe went crazy, um, right? But there was no instance of them, I think, being modified uh, by someone else to, you know, I guess I don't know what the ultimate goal of that mechanical caribou is, and I guess I'll have to play the game yeah. to figure that out. Um, but those seem yeah. to be intentionally man-made, I'll I'll just say man, Um, you know, it's whoever's in the pig mask, uh, it seems to be trying to take over. Um, And it kind of, I I don't know, I guess I, whenever I see, after playing *Near Automata, whenever I see the merging of like, you know, the technology with with the organic, I I think about that game. Um, Yeah, for sure. I don't think it was, necessarily that the the organic and the mechanical um merged it was more like they coexisted together and each kind of flourished but
1: um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah so no. the the other thing I will say about the pig people right like if you know that pokey's name was originally porky or or could be read as porky then I think that that's also like a hint that there is some connection there um that the um, music that they play right is like this theme song um, that might refer to some, you know, megalomaniac leader. Pokey um, becomes like a good candidate for that that role. Um, yeah, you haven't heard his name yet.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, well, I, I guess like you know, we can start talking about the game it, itself. So after you True. start what you pan to the nowhere island right yeah um and it looks like it's a an island with two mountain peaks one with snow on top and one without um mm-hmm. and i i i think this kind of duality this yin and yang type um mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: theme is going to be present throughout the game i mean you have lucas and klaus uh you have these these twin peaks um but anyway, so so we start, we wake up as Lucas in our bed, um, and then we go downstairs in our pajamas, and then we're, we try to leave, uh, and Mother says, you have to go back upstairs and change out of your other clothes. Um, I guess Lucas slept in while Klaus was out playing with the Dragos. Right. Um, and so eventually, we meet up with them. They look like very ferocious Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Um <laughs> but you, you quickly learn um that you can dash into well it teaches it's basically a tutorial for how to dash and run. Um which thank goodness for. Uh, being able to run makes the game so much more enjoyable.
1: Um It does. And and this is not just any run, right? It's like it's an action that has effects other than making you move faster. Like your animation actually changes to like a running uh, rather than just like a fast walk. And when you run into things, stuff happens, right? That's the other thing this is teaching you. Um, Not just that you can run, but that if you do run into things, you might have effects from that. Correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you know, it seems like it's a pretty ideal place to be. It's it's very idyllic. Um, (laughs) You know, you're visiting your mom. I forget, what's her name? Hinawa. OK. Yeah. I'm going to butcher that every time. I don't think we'll be well, mentioning it for very long, though.
1: It's OK. Yeah, she's not. She's <laughs> not, she's not <laughs> long she? Well, I was going to point out about names real quick, just that Nowhere is a possible translation of Utopia uh, as well. So, like, the, the, the term Utopia, literally the U part there, uh, can be rendered either as good or as no or not, like the negation of Topia the place. Right, so oh it, it literally can mean good place or no place um depending okay. on how you read. It. And so these nowhere islands I guess might refer to like a, a utopia in the classic sense. Well that's um, cuz yeah we yeah yeah we we don't know that much about this place right away but it emerges later that yeah like nothing bad has ever happened here and we sort of don't know about bad things here.
0: Yeah no you're absolutely right uh thank you for bringing that to my attention because that, yeah that makes a lot more sense that it would be utopia um Interesting. Uh, Japanese language is very interesting. Um, so yeah, so so what do we do? So yeah, we're visiting the your basically, I guess your grandfather's place, and your father um, did not make the the journey with you. He's still staying at your regular house, um, right? And then what? So your mother ends up writing a note and mails it. And then we we take over control of the father, whose name is Flint.
1: Yes. Uh, And it's funny, like, she's saying, like, you know, you stayed behind to take care of the sheep. You're always taking care of the sheep. You always smell like sheep. Maybe you should take a a vacation once in a while. (laughs) Um, That that was amusing to me. Um, The tone of that letter, that's pretty much, like, all we get of her character, really, is, like, okay, she's, like, A mom she likes to cook for people um and she also seems to want people to have a good time like to to get a break from things um but for whatever reason flint like is kind of a a hard-working guy i guess like he doesn't want to take a break um and this is already like in a way more personality than the mothers and fathers of previous games really have much less to play as the father that's like quite the twist right because he's always Famously, like, off-screen, uh, and he's the way that you save games, whereas here, it's by talking to frogs, of course. You talk to frogs, and they record your memories for you.
0: <laughs> yes, and they are plentiful. They're everywhere.
1: Yeah, like, every other screen's got a frog.
0: Yeah, I guess they, they did that because it's it's a mobile RPG. You know, they, it originally came out for the Game Boy Advance, so I guess the, the theory, the thought was, oh, you might only have five minutes to play. Um, mm-hmm. so we need to put a frog, like every screen transition so that you can save at any given moment for when, you know, your parent, your you know, your mom or dad yells at you, you know, you got to turn it off, uh, get right. out of the car. We're going to dinner. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I guess in earthbound mm. beginnings and, and earthbound, I always, I, I don't know if it's explicitly stated or just implied that the father's not there because he's out working mm-hmm. um, and so he's away from that it's not that he's not like a loving father obviously he's giving you money he's calling you he's giving you advice to to sleep um get some rest you know you work you work too hard like your mother so yeah. it, it's it's not so it is interesting that it's another father who's like caught up with work his work just seems to be at a house at his family you know generally resides at um but they just happen to be kind of on a I don't know vacation or visiting uh their their grand or grandfather um Alan. Exactly. Yes
1: yes and just, and so yeah we transition over to this flint guy and he seems to be um a, a basically a silent protagonist uh whereas the others I mean when you're playing as Lucas I guess he's silent also but the others all like talk a, a good bit um and he's um yeah like a farmer uh he hangs out with animals a lot he apparently can talk to animals which is like the only hint of his psychic powers i guess or maybe just another thing about this place is that like everyone can talk to animals maybe that's um part of the the like idyllic world that we're in um but yeah so your dog is there bony um and you've got to sort of figure out um, like what to do about this situation that's it's like foreshadowed um in the last scene we see with the mother sending the carrier pigeon then something else like this mysterious thing floats by um and they start lighting fires in the forest right and so you're you're sort of on this quest it's got like a Few different stages to it, right? But basically, you're trying to um, help with the fire, uh, save a couple people who are stranded in the forest, but also ultimately like get reunited with your family who are stranded on the other side of the forest. Um, so it's a it's an interesting kind of um, like spiral that takes place here. Um, once you once you're controlling Flint, uh, the game really properly starts, I would say. It it's called chapter one. Um The Night of the Funeral. Yeah. That's what it's
0: called. Yeah. Um and I will say it's very cool to finally play with the uh character that I remember being in the screenshots for Mother Three, um on the N sixty four, where you had the cowboy and the dog like howling. Um yes. it's one of the very few like imagers that I've that we ever got in that magazine. Um and I still Oh my gosh. I still remember um, just being so disappointed when nothing ever came of it.
1: Um, I know, I know. Flint's he's hes a weird-looking dude. He, he looks very, like, somber, you know? Um, his face is sort of enigmatic under this, like, cowboy hat that he's got on. Um, and I think it's a bit later that people start commenting on, like, you know, you look really sad you've got to start smiling more um and it's it's weird because the the characters so like in the previous games there people comment on how you're like always smiling i want to say um that's something that people are like noticing about your character you're sort of a happy-go-lucky person um this one's this is different uh yeah in a lot of ways um let's see uh You've got your tagging along annoying character,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, the guy named Thomas, who uh, runs really fast and yes. has a bullhorn <laughs> that he's, like, using to, or what is it, like a, a, a siren, basically, um, to alert everybody. Uh, the whole cast of the village is, like, overwhelming, because they all have names. Yes. Um it's kind of exhausting to try to keep track of who's who here.
0: Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know how relevant a lot of them are going to be. Um, yeah. There's like a couple. You know, I think, what, the, the one father's name is Lighter.
1: One of them is like Fuel. Lighter and Fuel. That's who's stuck in the forest. Yeah. 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 And, and then- gosh, there's the really, really tall guy who I really like. That's yeah. Like, whacking the the bell uh with a little hammer yeah i have no idea what that is i have no idea what that's a reference to i don't know he's my favorite i think um just and so bizarre yeah. why why is that there like i'm willing to <laughs>
0: accept the dinosaurs being there because i feel like those have already been established in the lore you know when you go down to the underworld um mm-hmm yeah through through the tenda village it's like oh okay so like dinosaurs that's fine that's 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 not a bridge too far but this tall guy who you can't even talk to
1: i know it's the weirdest thing and he um what's what's the thing oh okay so his feet aren't quite big enough to be the giant's feet right like it would be one thing if he were that big yeah to be the giant that steps in giant step but no no he's not quite that big um uh there's also, um, to go back to the dragons, there's like a little temple where you are encouraged to like offer a prayer. Um, and there's a symbol of like two dragons, one light, one dark. Um, and when you do talk to it or, or check it, a uh, voice from the game starts to tell you like uh, that it wants your name. It's, so it's much earlier in this one that the player is prompted to um, enter their name their own actual name. Um and yeah. then the voice tells you to like forget that this ever happened. Um So kind of weird. Um
0: Yes, yeah, so it was very quick the... to break that fourth wall. Um Yeah. I noticed yeah. that as well. And then again, yeah, it's, there's the white and, and dark dragon that yin and yang type uh mm-hmm. again.
1: Yeah, and I guess the fire and stuff like again the the names of the characters possibly be a reference to violence or something like that um but it's pretty dramatic um it makes you feel like there's uh like a time limit on your actions for whatever reason although there really isn't as far as i can tell you can just kind of meander around Um, but it makes things feel urgent right that bell going off and all these characters like milling around and um yeah there's this like definite uh push to to get going to do stuff um so i don't know did you explore much or did you just kind of go straight on through and uh progress things
0: uh i think i i did not explore um too much i went to the hot springs and checked that out oh, yeah um nice. talked to as many of the sparrows um as i could oh, who yeah. are kind of your tutorial for the game they give you helpful hints on how to play the game um there's still one I don't know if I missed the sparrow or if we haven't encountered it yet. I still don't know how the combos work um when right. you're fighting. Uh right. kind of to me it's kind of reminiscent of uh Super Mario RPG, where if you time an input after you do, you know, your first hit, um you'll do like a second hit and deal even more damage. Um in this game right. If you do a normal bash and then you you get it into some certain rhythm, um I think I've gotten up to five hits. Nice, but I don't know how I do it. It's like I maybe get multiple hits like one like twenty percent of the time. Um, yeah. yeah, I have no idea what I'm
1: doing, but uh yeah, I don't think it's been explained yet, and I don't remember when it gets explained um but it has to do with the battle music actually um so tapping the button in time with the beat of the music so like that part of Mario RPG where you're um racing the yoshis yes right where you have to like tap a certain rhythm uh it's it's more like that actually than the than the um battle timing system in that game but definitely pro- probably uh inspired by it yeah
0: so anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So sorry for going on that tangent about the uh, the fighting, but yeah. So I, I checked the sparrows. Um, I did go to the church. I did the prayer. Put my name in, uh, huh. and then I guess I feel like there wasn't much you could deviate. Um, most true. of most of the paths were kind of. I think I tried. I tried to explore, but uh, all the paths were either like closed off because there's like a burning branch in the way, or if you started going there, it'd be like, hey, yeah, don't go there yet. Um and like a character exactly. would stop you from doing so. Um so I felt like this part was pretty linear. Uh but yeah, we get to yeah. to fuel in, in lighter's house. Uh the kid is in the in the burning building. Uh you run in and then you have your first experience with like a very weird Creature, I guess you fight this flying rat, right?
1: Um, uh, yeah, and it's like it's flying around, you can see it at first, but it, yeah. it it's not something you can attack right away. Um, which I don't, I'm, it's a little unclear to me why that is. Um, because this is set up like a boss fight, but then later this is just a, an enemy that you run into. It's, um, it's nice that you can sort of see enemies outside of battle and avoid them if you want to, um, but this one is clearly like unavoidable, uh, at least for a normal playthrough. Um, and yeah, I, I think the battles are like interesting and and having that combo thing like makes them more engaging in a way. Um, the game gives you a ton of items. Uh, like it lets you stock up on items really easily. Um, and that seems to be because you can't go and buy things, right? Like you said, this part of the game, at least there's no way to really deviate. It's sort of linear. Um, so just like every other battle, I feel like you, you get some healing items. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty easy so far. Uh, it's, I guess the, um, the hot spring too, right? Like really encourages you to just, um, relax not just like uh you know rush through um but anytime you need healed up you just can go and um take a few seconds there yeah Uh, so i like that about this game yeah it's it's way easier (laughs) than the nes or even really this the snes version i would say at least so far
0: yeah um oddly enough we don't really know like what we're trying to do here. We haven't gotten anything like a Um, soundstone. So I guess I, you know, we don't really know what our end goal is, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just kind of thinking about that. But yeah, um, I like the hot springs in the the sense that, yeah, you kind of have to like, it's like maybe 10 seconds you have to wait, but it gives you like enough time that you kind of just like sit there, Enjoy the music, kind of like just reflect on what's going on. Um it's like a nice a nice little pause in the game.
1: Yeah, and if you go there when when you've got the little kid in tow on um, uh-huh. fuel and you're all like blackened with soot, um everyone comments on how you're covered as soot and ashen and then you can wash off part of it, but not all of it if you go to the hot spring, right? It's like because you don't submerge your head. So now you're walking around with like a blackened head and face and like shoulders, basically, and then the rest of you is clean from the hot springs. Um, so it's just kind of funny. And I don't know quite what to make of the um, like repeated. They they repeatedly draw attention to how you're um, covered in soot and ash. Um, I don't know quite what to do with that, uh, other than like, gosh, um, it seems like it's inviting. Uh, Like, a discussion of race, really. Like, there are some people with different skin tones in the village, um, but not that many. Uh, It's And it doesn't make clear, like, what nationality we're supposed to be. Um, Other games are really clear that you're, like, in America or an America-type place. Mm -hmm. But this one is sort of, like, ambiguous in that regard. Um, It's just sort of vaguely... Island, uh, <laughs> uh, but are uh, you the trying... village is called. No, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say. I mean, are,
0: are you trying to uh, say that you know, there might be some kind of like
1: blackface type issues? Kind of like that. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but the name of the village uh, is Tasmilly, which hmm. sounds like possibly Australian, like Tasmania or something. I don't know. Um, it's apparently like a a made up word uh, that might refer to dragons in Japanese. Um the uh yeah, the there's like a, a sort of a American Western pastiche type thing going on. There's like a desert kind of around the grandfather's house. Um there's uh like a teepee that one of the characters lives in um who has and he has like dreads. He's like the Ah uh, yes uh, the one darker skin character that we really know so far. Yes. Um so yeah, I I don't know quite what is going on with this. Um it's weird. Uh and characters in the game keep drawing attention to it. So just like notice that.
0: No, to be fair, I mean these characters know what these people are supposed to look like. They would know if there's like a bunch of soot on their face. Um Yeah. And I would be yeah. asking that. And then I'd also if they were like only their face was covered in soot, then yeah, um I'd be like, well, why, how'd you not get it on, like, the rest of your clothes? Why didn't you just put your head, like, in the hot springs? (laughs) But, so, so, yeah, so we get the, I forget, when does the rain start?
1: Um, yeah, good question, right? So we, like, we save the kid, um, and his father, uh, is, like, injured, but is going to be Okay um apparently he's like your rival right they've been like uh buddies since childhood but there's kind of like a a rivalry between them um but he lends you like his big uh stick that he's always carrying around his lumber um so it's like a boost to your attack but it slows you down to use it so anyway um yeah it seems like roughly around the time that everyone's you know sort of okay and then they're sort of noticing like, uh oh, um, the others should be back by now. And then some one of the characters like says, the only thing that would be weirder if, is if it like started to rain, and then it starts. And apparently, again, this is like a thing that doesn't happen that often, right? It's like it's always sunny here. Um, it's, it's the Sunshine Forest, uh, but but now it's raining. Um, it's good because it puts out the fire, uh, but also. It's cold, you know, and it's, like, unpleasant. And everyone's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. This is not normal. Um, yeah, so well, then it's, like, round two of the quest, right? It's, like, now now we're trying to find um, Mom and the kids.
0: Yeah, and I guess, you know, I don't know, maybe this is a stretch, but fire and water, I feel like, again, those are kind of two opposing yeah. um, f- forces in nature. Um, I, I, I don't mean to sound... Um, ignorant with respect to Japanese culture but I feel like I've heard that fire and water are like two of the elements I guess I don't know um or like two opposing elements I should say
1: totally yeah and and there's definitely something going on with like how to deal with anger that that's it comes up very much in in the the sort of emotions that the two twins feel right is like One is just, like, intensely angry angry and wants revenge. Um, The other is just, like, intensely sad. And so it's like fire and water again in that that regard. Yeah.
0: um, And I guess now's a, a good time to point out, everyone seems to be commenting on how much of, like, a loser Lucas is. Right? they
1: really do yeah they with, do. With,
0: without like calling him a loser they're like oh he's coddled like the other one's like daring and, and, and outgoing and he's fine uh lucas on the other hand you know he sleeps in late uh his mom has to tell him to put on pajamas before he goes and plays with the dragos um it's, it's 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 very sad so yeah so right so first part of the mission is to save lighter and fuel um and then it starts to rain, and then we have to go and start looking for, I can't pronounce the mother's name. Uh, Hinawa.
1: Hinawa.
0: Yeah. And and the boys, because, you know, per that note that she had sent, they were s- supposed to be back by now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so this is where... And I, I get
1: Oni. Yeah, the dog joins. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, who, who, st- who sticks around with us a lot longer than King does in Earthbound.
1: Yeah, he seems to be, like, a real party member because he can carry items, uh, he can equip items, uh, at least collars, um, and, yeah, he uh, interacts um, with other characters as well. Like, he joins the party, he sticks around, and then he leaves the party because, you know, he needs to, like, comfort um, or help in some way with with some other character. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, he's, essentially a person.
0: Right. Yeah. No, he's like actually a useful character. Um, I don't did you say he gains levels?
1: Mm, mm-hmm. That's
0: right. I, f- I feel like that's kind of the mark of someone who's like in your group who's like actually a character, is if they like start gaining right. levels if you if you level them up. I mean, I have no idea if we get to play with Boney anymore um after this. I should probably rephrase that. Um but yeah so we're like going through the rain we're looking and uh we run into wes
1: yeah i was so glad um i forgot about this character he's like a wise old man type figure um people don't take him seriously because he's so old uh Mm -hmm. but he has some tricks up his sleeve um and he summons again bony is uh responsible here he like gives him a smelly sock and bony goes and fetches. the son who is very much like Lucas, like sort of lazy. Um, he's sleeping very heavily and Boney like drags him part of the way. <laughs> um, he also has like a uh, a hurt leg or, or so, in some way like doesn't have the full use of this one leg of his. So he sort of um, hobbles mm-hmm. as he moves. Um, but he has these great skills because Wes has taught him the thief arts that mm-hmm. right? they've been training secretly for this moment. Um, uh, and his name, his default name is Duster. Yes. Uh, which is, you know, like an article of clothing, but apparently in this case, like, refers to the um, thing you use to like dust your house. <laughs> so, um,
0: oh, that's I, I was just thinking of the Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, but in one episode, one of the characters starts wearing a duster jacket, um, <laughs> and. uh like every everyone else thinks it looks really cool. Like you'd expect him to be like the duster's really stupid, but um no, it's it's, so it's really cool. cool. Um Yeah, no, so I guess yeah, so duster, he comes by with his hobbled leg, he starts mm-hmm. putting in these what staple stairs or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so that we can scale the mountain. I guess just should take a step back. You know, we get to the mountain. Uh, yeah, Bony starts to bark. People are saying, wow, there's a bunch of these Drago um, marks all over. Um, that's right. very weird. They don't usually act that way. So I think this is our first instance of, you know, the, the first instance that we're aware of where, like, animals are acting strangely um, yeah. in a way that is not typical for them, um, which, you know, we saw that in Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings as well. Um, so yes, so Duster makes the, the ladder, we go up there, uh, we get the piece of, piece of clothing from the mother that was on this tree, um, a branch up there, which I thought it, it kind of reminded me of those, like, spires that you use to transport, um, in like earthbound. Mm. You know how there's always like that one like weird you know needle that's kind of standing up there. Um, Then I saw more of the branches, and then I was like, oh
1: okay, well maybe I'm just reaching here. Um, But it did look weird. Well, I mean, iconically, there's that gravestone of the great grandmother. It's in a similar position, right? It's like on the edge of a cliff Mm -hmm. uh, in Earthbound Beginnings and you know this is like this token of the mother that's um placed you know prominently on a on an edge of a cliff here so there is definitely something going on um we'll see pretty soon we'll see those uh those spiral shaped houses mm-hmm. um and the people they belong to but um but yeah there's certainly like a visual echo here of some kind yes it's It's very ominous yeah like there's these huge scratches and and bite marks and then there's this scrap of cloth and it's like no way they would like kill the mom character this fast right like they wouldn't do that um but of course it's it's just as bad as you can imagine right it's like um the person there's this weird sort of irony that's established where like the player is pretty sure that she's dead um whereas no one in the game can possibly like wrap their heads around that at all. Like, there's no way she's, like, actually going to be dead. Um, with the possible exception of Flint, right? Because he's not speaking at all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so up at the top, um, that's where we fight the caribou. Mm-hmm. And we see the pig, the pig mask guys, uh, who are sort of bumbling and, like, comedic except also awful, right? And they have, like, a notebook where they've written their plan, which is to, like, make everything um, modified and make it you know tougher and and better yeah rougher tougher badder. yeah and so there's like this sort of horrible um you know like marketing ling- lingo that they're using um <laughs> it bears repeating that Etoy like is a essentially like a copywriter like that's his job he writes slogans um and sells stuff um when he's not being like a creative genius with uh, video games so i guess he's Maybe sort of poking fun at himself here a little bit, I'm not sure, um and it's like this weird yeah amalgam of the of the digital, the technological and and the natural um that he's like pointing out this is like bad uh and and dangerous anyway um yeah, so gosh yeah but but I love having Duster in the party because he can basically like incapacitate the enemy uh with the wall staples, which is super helpful
0: um oh well, that would have been good to know if i had actually Yeah, the
1: skills. The dog skill is pretty useless. It's to sniff and like tell you enemy weaknesses.
0: Yeah, um, no. I used I used the one for flint and I used the one for the mm-hmm. dog. I just thought that the staples was like I was like, "Oh, this isn't going to do anything." I just assumed it wouldn't do anything. I don't know. Oh, I was like, "Oh, that's just it's to build not. ladders." I was like, well, "I'm not building a ladder here. I'm <laughs> fighting a, a bionic caribou." <laughs> right.
1: No, no. It's uh it's essentially the slime generator of this game. It uh. it it, I don't know if it always works, but when it, when it connects, it just like takes them out of combat for like three turns. It's awesome.
0: Interesting. Um, I'll have to know, I assume that Duster comes back into our party because um, <laughs> he does <laughs> leave. Oh, no, wait, uh, never mind. I was, I need to jump ahead till beginning of chapter two. Um, so yeah, yes, so you definitely do play as him. Um, but yeah, I wonder if the design of the guys and like the pig, costumes if that was a like a stormtrooper reference
1: right yeah
0: that's what I thought of and it's like you know the stormtroopers are like these bumbling idiots you know who are actually kind of dangerous but um not really ever seen as like a true threat um
1: and that's kind of what I get from these guys yeah it's unclear if these are like actually the same two guys that we keep seeing I mean it seems like they are so they sort of have a personality and it is like you know they lob grenades and then like run into each other and fall over um, mm-hmm. and run away. Like, we never can directly confront them because they keep escaping. Um, and they have this sweet UFO that's shaped like a pig and plays this like uh, March tune um, that's really stupid sounding. <laughs> uh, yeah. It flies around.
0: So, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it, we, I like it. Yeah. It, it, again, it's comedic, but it still has kind of that, um, uh, I don't know the the proper word. It's like you know, it sounds like a German march song, or something yeah, like that. Totally. Uh, but yes, with like with a little bit more uh, kind of goofier, I would say
1: instrumentals mm-hmm. um, than than what you would normally hear. Yeah, so, and I I will just throw in here, like throughout the game so far, the music is like decent. It's not like um, as cool, I would say, as. Or notably good as the music in either of the previous games. Um, it just sounds a little more generic. Uh, but the sound effects are really good. I think that they're like really in your face uh, about like the rain sound effect and the bell sound effect and the fire sound effect. like that stuff really draws you into the game. And like you said, when you're in the hot springs, right? like all these little touches uh, uh, of sound effects, I think are are great. So um yeah. Uh, I like I like how I can tell that the the UFO is playing the music right, right? like it kind of gets louder and softer as it it goes overhead so um stuff like that I really appreciate um whereas maybe the melodies and stuff are, aren't quite as good um as previous games
0: Yeah I when I was playing it um I realized that my hand was like completely covering the speaker on my 2DS so I was like man yeah. the 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 uh audio in this game is, like, really quiet. Um, And then I moved my head. I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) never mind. So maybe I need to get, like, a pair of headphones so that I can fully hear it. Um, There are some songs uh, that are reminiscent of of Earthbound. There's a couple that it sounds. It's that eerie, mechanical, almost alien sound um, Mm -hmm. if you go into certain caves um, that you would also hear in, like, I'm trying to think of the areas in Earthbound that you would hear it,
1: yeah, it's like in caves, you know, um maybe like a stone music or like in yeah you know, the in the, music in the cave
0: in the stone hedge or the whatever it's called
1: right, right, um yeah, yeah there's definitely like references to to stuff in previous games uh, musically here uh when we meet um the gypsies. They, their their song I think is like a direct um riff on um the queen Mary's uh like motif or whatever um from earthbound beginnings uh it's just like a jazzy version of that basically
0: yeah yeah no i yeah i I feel like I probably like the music based on what you just said i I feel like I probably like the music more um than you do so far but i mean that's completely subjective so um so yeah so what happened? so we climb the cliff we fight the bionic caribou we try to continue up the mountain and then we realize that i guess there was a bridge there that crumbled so you have to go back um mm-hmm. and it's at that time that you find out that your kids um fell into a river and they were pulled out um yeah and they are cold. And so you go, there's like a bonfire Um, and you, you go and meet up with them. Uh, And then that's when your boy Bronson comes in. I mean,
1: so messed it,
0: up. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I would I mean, like, when this happened, I'm like, wait, what? Like, it, it, just like, this is the worst way that you could have told anyone that like this happened. Right. Like, he says, "Oh, do you want the good news or the bad news? You don't even have a choice." He says, "Oh, I'll have the—I'll give you the good news. Uh, we got—I we, found a drago fang, so we can make an awesome weapon out of it. Uh, the bad news yeah. was uh, I pulled it from your wife's heart.
1: It's really interesting. Yeah, the 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 sort of choices that are made here. Um, you could imagine so many ways of delivering that news, right? Like." You could actually try to rescue her and then, like, fail. Or you could see her make this great sacrifice that, um, you know, is implied that she, like, must have sacrificed herself to save the kids. But we don't, like, actually see that, right? And and the kids could tell us that story from their point of view. Or um, we could have a flashback. We could have... There's so many ways. But, but to have it delivered in this particular way is very striking, right? Like, it it's it it gives you whiplash really um as as you're like are are you serious like that's the way you chose to uh have this moment land um and there i yeah, I don't know how to <laughs> interpret that other than to say like it really um undercuts the seriousness. Of this, like, thing which is, like, the most serious thing, really, uh, that we could imagine. Um, again, based on, like, everything we've seen so far, like, this is the the worst thing that has ever happened to anybody uh, in this place uh, that they've ever heard of happening, right? And, or um, in, in, I think, or the
0: Mother Series period. Sure, yeah. I mean for, for sure maybe maybe you know I think we talked about this at the end of Earthbound Beginnings it's like implied that Teddy died um mm-hmm. but I guess that was kind of like retconned uh in later yeah. releases they changed that and then um Everdred in mm-hmm. Earthbound I think he's another one who's like it's implied that he dies um but certainly no one like this close to the main character um has died and yeah um i don't just like my mouth is just like open like just completely (laughs) agape when bronson says this i'm like wait i'm like so she's dead right like got it from the heart like there's nothing there's no coming back from that right like how is he like but he can't be telling him this way right like it just it was so absurd um and i guess you know if you live in a place where nothing bad ever happens maybe you don't know how to process this type mm-hmm. of news but mm-hmm. there's a cemetery there so it's not like these people are immortal people die i mean there's mm-hmm. like even like an undertaker um yeah. so you you would think that like there's no excuse for, for this guy to like not understand the severity of the, the the gravity of the situation.
1: For sure. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. It's just very, very strange. Um, it totally, uh, uh, it, it, it makes it really difficult to call it quite a cliche, which it totally is right. Like having a character die, um, as a way to really give some, you know, weight and gravitas to the story, right? Um, and it's so over the top. Um, then Flint's reaction, right, is, is pretty striking. He, like, smashes the fire and waves a, a burning uh, log around uh, and, like, beats up a couple of the neighbors who try to restrain him because he's, like, making an ass of himself in front of the kids. Um, but he doesn't care at all. And then Lumber, like, whacks him with the with the big stick uh knocks him out cold and essentially he misses the funeral as a result like he's he's KO'd while they're interring the body of his wife up on another cliff yet another you know high place with a gravestone um and and so when you wake up uh you like are apologizing to everybody but everyone's like oh you know it's okay like we understand you're sad um And then immediately you're on this further quest, right? The quest unfurls once more because um, the boy, um, Klaus, the bold twin, uh, like lets you out, basically, like gives you (laughs) uh, a nail file or whatever, a metal file hidden in an apple core Um, and then like disappears, right? He like, he goes off to to fight the Drago. Yes. Um, and, and Lucas is, like, weeping uncontrollably and, like, hasn't stopped crying the entire time, and yet is somehow blamed for letting his brother run off, um, which is awful. Uh, the, the grandpa, like, berates him for being um, a fool, uh, like, in front of everyone, and he runs off crying to, like, um, you know, commiserate with Boney. Um, and so neither of them joins you this time. You're, um, you're on your own. Um, but Alec, the, the grandpa, does come along, and, and he's very strange also. Uh, um, So if race is in some way implied earlier, it's here that, like, um, gender and sexuality get kind of highlighted um, because um, Alec is like, oh, like, it'll be fine. I have these friends that are going to help us find Klaus. Um, They're kind of odd, but you'll like them. Right. And they're um, these like uh, trans immortal beings, essentially like fairies um, in both senses of the word. We live in this conch shell house, um, in this kind of like hidden nook across a river that the frogs help you get to, uh, and and they, again, it's like this very weird combination of like seriousness and frivolity, because they're like, oh, like it's fine, you'll you'll totally find the kid in time, um, and like we can't even really care that much about human lives; they're so short, right? Yeah. Um, but also, like we taught the kid this powerful psi technique. So um, you know, we helped already. Like you're it's it's just weird. And they and then they like sort of take it seriously after a second. They're like, um they they all have these um names of different musical tone systems. Um and one of them I think is Doria, who's like the butchest of them all and is like uh like, no, this is very serious. Like we have to help the humans. We have to um understand how how scared and, and you know um, needy they are, uh, and so then they all are telling you that they hope that it goes well. They're praying for you, basically, but they don't teach you a side skill. I noticed. Um, yeah. Anyway, so just yeah. weird. <laughs> what did um, you make of the magi?
0: Yeah, you know, with the the pixel art, I it's hard to know exactly what they look like, but yes, they did look like uh, cr- cross dresser. I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe mm-hmm. um, the sharing of both feminine and, and masculine qualities. Um, right. but yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was interesting um, that they talked about yeah, oh, humans' lives are so short, like, we don't care anyway. I thought that that was an interesting way to look at it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we can't they... get, like, eh, who cares? Yeah, I guess just, like, the the whole apathy was just, like, a very weird thing. It's like, well, why do you live on Earth if you're these, like, non-human beings and you don't particularly care about humans? Like, where did they come from? Like, what what are
1: their origin, I guess? They seem to be related to Magicant, right? Um, Based on their house. And they seem to have Psy abilities, or at least know about Psy. So maybe they're aliens, maybe they're Magicant dwellers uh maybe both um and they um have some kind of connection to the family right so again there's this like special quality about this one family uh related to the grandfather who apparently has like had adventures with them before um and once he's like in that mode again of like thinking about them and referring to them he starts talking like them um he starts like throwing in like heart emojis in his speech um and sort of like not being exactly flirtatious but but being really you know uh cute with um flint who's just lost his wife and may have lost his child now (laughs) so it's just very weird it's like telling you to smile telling you to cheer up take things you know not take things so seriously um not to mention so again it's it's alex's daughter and grandson. Well, yeah.
0: So, it, like, it's it's, it's, it's not even door. like a, oh, he doesn't understand the severity. Like, he wasn't actually affected by this in, like, a meaningful way. It's just more of a, uh, yeah, like yeah. He was also, it's like, dude, maybe you need to be, like, a little bit more serious about this.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, so, I don't know quite, again, how to take that. It's like, on the one hand, we are, we are um, cutting out some of the, like, you know, um uh, attempt at seriousness and like, you know, weighty storytelling, whatever. Um, we're not taking ourselves too seriously. Sure. But on the other hand, we're like, um, as a, as a player sort of like pushing back against that and be like, no, like this player, player character of mine should feel this way. Um, this should be a really important thing and, um, it's not right to, to make light of it. Uh,
0: especially so I, when I you're traversing a cave that's pitch black um with right. very strong enemies in there um yeah like uh like those like rock dragons mm-hmm. or lizards are in there right
1: that's right
0: yeah yeah and i don't think can you even kill them i think i just ran away
1: you can it's easier if you hit them with the the power smash okay. which usually misses yeah um and it's only—I mean—you can beat them in a few turns, but they definitely hit hard. And yeah. the good thing is they drop beef jerkies, Yeah. which pretty much, you know, will restore whatever HP you lose the, against them. So they're, yeah, they're tough. And then the the trees start attacking you oh, and God, bursting into flames and, and killing you. <laughs> so, yeah. So it gets it, there's a definitely a, a a bit of a spike here, uh, difficulty wise. But did you notice that Alec will revive you if you take a mortal blow? he'll uh at least sometimes he'll use like a medicinal herb which will keep you from dying
0: yeah, um, so um, when I got to the boss at the end of the chapter, I had <laughs> run out of all of my items to replenish my health, and <laughs> so I was just seeing if I could kill it before um you know my my life reached to zero. And yeah, I think it was maybe four or five times that he healed me before he ran out.
1: Oh, so he does eventually run out of the item. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, he did it for me a few times when like the tree would call a friend into battle and then my attack would go through and kill the tree and I'd, you know, get one-shotted by it it bursting into flames, but there'd still be this enemy there. So I couldn't get out of battle quickly enough. Um, Yeah, it's pretty gnarly you do also find like some bombs which are cool because um you know it's what the pigs have been using but you also can use these bombs in battle um it's pretty handy uh wes will give you a thunder bomb you go and talk to him um so there there are some things that help you but uh it definitely poses a bit of a challenge uh here towards the end of this this chapter um and again, we're left sort of in suspense, uh, because we don't know for sure what has happened to Klaus. We find a couple of shoes, right? So there's like this echo of what happened to Hinawa. Um, we, I guess, restrain at least momentarily from delivering the final blow uh, against the um, the Drago that's been like modified, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, because its 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 baby comes out and like protects it. So again, there's this definite kind of um, mirror effect that's happening here, where the um, the animals and the humans are reacting in like very recognizable ways. Um, yeah, and
0: did you did you take it um, uh, when I saw the the baby Drago? I assumed that that was the same one that we had dealt with
1: at the beginning of the game. Um, yeah in our dashing so. tutorial exactly yeah it's it seems like this is not just like any dragon but one that um the kids know well uh, and are friends with um which makes it extra awful what happened uh the suggestion I guess is that Klaus is okay he's like lying at the bottom of a crevasse kind of in the background uh where you can't really reach him um but
0: um that's yeah, we, don't, we don't
1: know quite how this ends. Did you notice that? Like it sort of pans up and you see him back there? Yeah. No, I assumed that he was yeah. gonzo. Oh, but I, I thought since we see his body, that made me think he must have survived. He's, that's a good point. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's like yeah. It's not like Nintendo's going to show a dead pixel boy uh <laughs> in any of their games. I wouldn't get past. Maybe that's why it's not, it hasn't been released in America. Uh because they didn't think they don't think that the public could handle that. Um
1: maybe, maybe.
0: But it's yes, so,
1: it's so weird. Um the way the game is structured is in these chapters, right? Um and it is very like dramatic. And this sort of these scenes like flow into one another. Um but it makes it hard to tell uh really how much time is actually passing, also, or like where we are in the timeline because um because at the end of the chapter we get like a flashback to the last time we saw duster where he's hanging out by the prison or the sheriff's office or whatever and he mm-hmm. says like if you need me you know just just holler um and this time flint speaks which you know doesn't happen when you're playing that part of the game he says something like thanks or whatever uh And so this is like the handoff to to being Duster now as your playable character for chapter two. Um, And it's unclear if this is like during that same night, you know, when everything's happening up on the mountain, now we're going to do something with Duster down in town, uh, or if this is, you know, when when exactly this is supposed to be taking place. Um, It's interesting. It's it's complex, I guess.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect there to be uh, like concurrent, timelines going on where you're um yeah listen i i like that type of storytelling like in movies and stuff like that um i wonder if this is going to severely hinder kind of the open worldness of this game um if we're playing in these kind of segmented chapters it doesn't seem like there can be much deviation um from the from the script, I mean, you can obviously talk to all the townspeople and and immerse yourself that way. But I just I wonder how much mm. uh, you're going to be able to explore. Um, which yeah. you know that's that's part of whatever. I mean, so far the game's good. I don't I don't have any qualms. Um, totally. I, so you know I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I'm going to give Shigasato a toy the benefit of the doubt here um one thing i I thought was weird uh and you just kind of touched on it there are mirrors in like some of the houses oh yeah which i don't know if those weren't put into earthbound because it was like they were incapable of doing so but i think with the whole like kind of mirror images and you know that kind of stuff the duality um the why yeah. those mirrors are in there, because they don't serve any function. Um, and the only That's other so and uh, the yeah. only other time you see someone's reflection, I think, is in the apple of enlightenment at the end boss um yeah. of Earthbound. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just flexing their their uh programming like <laughs> ability and like, hey look, we can do a weird uh mirror in here, but yeah. And I think it said, like, you're looking good or something if, if you check it.
1: Yep. Yeah, it tells you you're looking handsome. Yeah. Um, and then it, like, also sometimes will chastise you. It's like, now's not the time for that. Right. Uh, and, yeah, uh, so I guess we can sort of explore town um, in between. We can go into a lot of the places that were closed uh, the night before and talk to some people and, and, you know, get a little bit more of the feel of this place. Um, but you're right, like it's pretty linear so far um and just in terms of like what's going on we're we're very much pushed to like uh move the plot as well, um, so not just like in terms of where we can go, but sort of how events are unfolding, everything is very one way driven right now yeah um so i I don't remember if the mirrors ever do anything other than just uh yeah show off a little bit um. But it's kind of interesting that the um the Magipsies are one of the places where those mirrors show up uh and they seem very interested in fashion and like appearance um, so yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with that, but I like that point, yeah, you know, yeah, everything thematically is is in terms of duality, and then we also have this like visual um reminder of that here,
0: oh. yeah. And I guess one more thing I want to you know, comment before, like, I, I'm done with this or, you know, done with my thoughts. Uh, yeah, I guess in terms of the linearity, there are so many cutscenes.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's important to bring up. It's, it's, it drags a bit, I gotta say.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be as bad. I think there's a couple cutscenes scenes where it's like, your character walks over or, you know, someone walks, in, and it's like a couple seconds before they start talking. And it's like, mm-hmm. can we just, can we speed this up a little bit, please? Um yeah. It, there there yeah. there's a lot. So um obviously I guess the storytelling ability um is enhanced. I guess. I mean you yeah. actually see Flint wielding the the bonfire stick and and swinging at people and doing stuff like that, which <laughs> right. uh, I feel like in the other games or at least in Earthbound uh you know, it's it's the runaway 5 doing a, a a performance um <laughs> or you you're riding in the bus or or in the sky runner or you know stuff like that or it's the guy in the crane coming over but they're very short um mm-hmm. and and i feel like they're spaced out um here it's just it's just a lot i guess
1: yeah that's a good point i definitely noticed that and uh it's kind of it kind of goes to the thing you said about the characters' names. Like, I don't know if the, the all these characters will be that important. Like that they all need a, a name um, to go with them. But um, it's definitely showing like an attempt to tell a story that's got more going on. Yeah, um, it's doing something a little more interesting, or um, you know, requiring a little more of the player in terms of like keeping track of things um yes. and yeah and and I don't know if the f- the time delay is like built in intentionally or if that's something that they needed for whatever reason um but it is yeah a little slow
0: uh <laughs> yeah and you can't get um, through the text very very quickly it's not even like you can mash through it or, or skip it um yeah yeah i mean i I guess earthbound and earthbound beginnings seemed like very similar games. Um this seems like a, a a big departure um from those two. It's it's definitely like different. Um I'm not saying that's in a bad way, but uh you know, I I guess I'm just excited to see where this goes cuz like I have no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I it's been long enough since I played it that I don't remember really much about it. Um I don't remember for sure, who the other playable characters are, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. All right, well, I guess um, I don't know how long it'll take us to get through Chapter 2. Uh, do you know how many no chapters idea. there are in this game?
1: I'm going to guess 8 going to uh, go no, with eight. That would make sense. Because um, that's like the magic number for the series. Uh, And, you know, we sort of had that prologue, so there might be some other stuff like intermissions and, and extra stuff at the end, but... Um, yeah, we can, we can go back to sort of doing like the hour per week thing, but since we took a couple of weeks off, I wanted to get a good chunk here yeah. up front.
0: Yeah. Well, and plus it's the, it's the first discussion. So I feel like you kind of have yeah. to come out with the, uh, most content possible. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I guess, you know, we'll, we'll see where we get to in about an hour or so, and then we'll discuss mm-hmm. it next week. Sounds good. All right. uh Goodbye to everyone. Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор
1: А.Егорова ですか。